Welcome to Dr. What, Dr. Where, Stories of Rural Medicine. It's the podcast exploring what it's like to further your training and practice medicine in regional Victoria. In this episode, you'll hear about the types of skills needed for regional paediatricians, as well as the unique aspects of this specialty. When a child falls ill, the whole family is affected. Parents have to take time off work, other family members might have to take care of siblings, and in more serious cases, a lengthy trip to Melbourne is needed to seek more subspecialised treatment at the Royal Children's or Monash Children's Centre. Paediatric care in Victoria revolves around these two sites, and over the years has changed to better meet the needs of regional communities. It's something that Associate Professor Chris Kimber has seen firsthand. He's a paediatric surgeon who treats patients locally in Gippsland, as well as trains doctors across the region and internationally. He says the direction paediatrics has taken in the past decade or so is to deliver services locally, and that technology is going to be the key to developing this further. Look, I think there are really uh, important phases that this has gone through, and I think that presence or availability of your hospital in a digital sense is going to make a big difference as to its effectiveness long term. So it's my belief that hospitals need to provide more of these services and this is really the key to them being very successful tertiary institutes. What I think we've seen within paediatrics over the last 20 to 25 years is that we went through a phase of saying well there needs to be access for all and so services were provided locally and regionally and some patients would travel but it was kind of decided that we needed services for all. Then we decided that all children needed the right level of expertise and what that did particularly in the 80s and early 90s led to a lot of patients travelling long distances so rather than being treated locally they would travel to a regional centre such as Traralgon or Warrigal or they would come to Melbourne, predominantly to the children's early on, but now certainly up to 45% of the state workload is done at Monash. And then we saw probably about 10 to 12 years ago the notion that it needs to be the right expert care delivered locally. And I think this is the crucial change in that now we're determined as much as possible not to dissociate a family for a day for a clinic visit or an opinion and we're trying to use technology and increased staffing to modify those patterns. The economic and social cost of having a mum and dad drive a two-year-old three hours one way and then three hours the next to be seen for 10 or 15 minutes is really not viable any further. The father loses a day at work, one of the parents may have to take care of the children mother's often working as well and is unable to take time off. It's a very dissociative act. So I think we've got better and better at being trying to deliver the right level of service locally and that's the standard that we're aiming for in the future. And so, you know, within paediatric surgery, we've really tried to deliver most operations locally and we operate in Warrigal once a month, Tralgon twice a month, Sale once a month and Bensdale once a month to make sure that these children with straightforward surgical problems don't have to travel. If they do need to come to Melbourne for a complex operation, then all of the follow-up can be provided locally and they don't have to travel that distance either. And so I think that these principles of care are really important. With a changing attitude towards 
providing expert care locally, would that mean there's an increase in demand for paediatricians in regional Victoria? Oh, there certainly is. I mean, Victoria's population is growing overall, and the majority of that growth is in the outer suburbs of Melbourne, but then there's a spill-on effect. So we see places like Druin and Warrigal booming, we see suburbs of Tarelgan increasing, uh, general shift towards sale, and even in Bensdale, where it's three hours from Melbourne, there are more and more families attracted to that sort of lifestyle. And these are young families with uh, significant numbers of children and they require on-site paediatric care. And I've certainly seen in my own practice, which is surgery, the demand steadily increased probably at about 4 to 5% per year. And as our population keeps growing, I expect that to be continued over the next decade. What got you into paediatric surgery? I think that when I was very young, I, as a child, became really concerned about the plight of sick children and felt that was an area that was worthwhile spending a lot of my career on. And then when I was involved in my medical studies, I was really attracted to the variety and intensity of workload of paediatric surgery and the ability to take what is often a complex problem, particularly in a newborn baby, and try and make the right decisions and then enable that child to live as normal life as possible. And I think within paediatric surgery, it's an enormously varied specialty. We operate from the head and neck all the way through the chest, the abdomen and the urinary tract and including genital reconstruction. It's truly diverse and I think that it has remarkable impacts on the child and the family directly. And now, even 30 years into that career, I'm never bored with it. I find it completely stimulating, engaging, and it continues to improve. Have you always headed out to Gippsland to do surgical procedures and consultations? I was really lucky when I returned from training overseas. Um, the person that really mentored me through my career, Professor McMahon, had been doing a list at Tarelgan for 15 years and he said, well, I'd really like you to take this on. And so I started in Tarelgan in 1999 as an individual. And then I realised that uh, me as an individual could do some help, but if I could involve my colleagues and turn this into a regional service, then there would be more surgeons available on the ground, the patients would have greater follow-up the hospitals would have fuller operating lists and it would offer the region greater support. So uh, with Neil McMullen, we approached our wave, uh, which was the Rural Workforce Agency of Victoria, put in a plan to operate and support children through the region and that's been supported for the last 15 years. And we now see the Gippsland Paediatric Surgical Services, the ideal model where there are regular visits and regular follow-ups. There's support from a tertiary centre and it enables us to work as a team and treat the children as closest to home as possible. Is there much of a difference between the role of a paediatrician in Melbourne compared with someone in a rural and regional centre? I think there's an enormous difference. I think that rural and regional paediatricians have intense rosters. I think that their workload is significantly hard. I think they're often up at night. And I think that there are real pressures on, and that unless you have an adequate roster with adequate staffing, then workloads of one in three, one in four can be very intense. We do see some hospitals putting in very decent locum solutions so that these paediatricians get a break. But there's no question that 
there can be significant patient burden if you're a paediatrician working a one in three or a one in th four roster in a town with a reasonable population in a regional area. Are there any stories from your years practicing that you'd be willing to share? Yeah, I'm very happy to share lots of stories, but I think that, you know, the sort of examples that we're seeing within care is that the general practitioners that often work in towns without paediatricians are some of the most skilled clinicians that I've ever met. And they may see a child with a lump that they think might be a tumour. It will be sent to us to see and assess and probably biopsied locally. If that develops into a tumour, then they'll be linked in with a tertiary hospital service and get their chemotherapy. But some of their follow-up bloods and some of their chemotherapy will be delivered locally, either by local paediatricians or GPs. And then at the end of their treatment, when they come to have their uh, device that they've used to give the chemotherapy by removed, then again, that's done locally without involving a tertiary centre. So there is a real teamwork approach here between the general practitioner, regional paediatrician and the tertiary service, all for the benefit of the patient. I think that as electronic medical records become increasingly uh, available and so that results are real-time to all the practitioners and patients involved, I think that as telehealth improves their day-to-day -day communication. And I think that as rural and regional patients drive better care locally, then all of these things result in a better outcome. As the demand for rural paediatricians grows, medical schools offering rural clinical placements will be the ones at the forefront providing new doctors to regional communities. Dr Will Goss is a paediatrics registrar and was in Monash University's rural cohort, spending much of his studies across the Monash rural health footprint. For Will, this was a really enjoyable experience, both in terms of the learning structure and the lifestyle. I loved it. I, I grew up in the country, so I've always preferred being in somewhere that's a little bit less busy than the city. That's from a lifestyle point of view, but... Also, from a medical point of view, there was a lot less students, so there's a lot more hands-on experience, and you got to know all the doctors, all the all the junior doctors and senior doctors at the hospital, and and work with them quite closely. So I loved it. How did that close relationship affect your study experience? I think it just meant that it was a lot easier. If you had any questions, you didn't feel too intimidated to ask, so it was a lot more open than some of the experiences I've had in the, in the city. A lot of the ex experiences in the city obviously are fantastic as well. But from a, a rural point of view, I thought that having that access made it a lot easier to, to learn and to understand concepts that could often be a little bit difficult. How did growing up in the country affect your decision on whether to look at starting a career in Melbourne or heading out to the country? I don't think I realised until I'd spent a few years in the city what I appreciated about living uh, in the country, I grew up in Gippsland, uh, it took five minutes to ride a bike to school, everyone lived pretty close together and I, I think I really valued one thing in particular is that, that short time to get places, including getting to work. When I've worked, I've worked down in Geelong in my intern year and it's when it only takes five or ten minutes to get to work and get home from work, you've got a lot more time in the day, so a lot more time to get out and you know play sport, do those sorts of things, which I loved. Was paediatrics always the plan for you? It's always been one of my preferences. Through med school, I was 
tossing up between paediatrics and sports medicine. They were my two areas of interest. I think from a rural perspective, uh, paediatrics works a lot better. Uh, in the end, uh, I, I just obviously decided to go down the paediatrics route. I haven't decided yet whether I'd try and do a little bit of paediatric sports medicine, but that's very, very specialised and probably not something I can do in the country. But as soon as I started doing paediatrics, I, I loved it. I loved uh, the science behind it, the, the problem solving. But probably most of all, I loved working with the kids. Uh, and I love that with children, when there's any opportunity to be well, they'll be well and they'll be zooming around the ward at 100 miles an hour if they can be. Uh, and I love that. There's a difference in people's attitudes towards medicine in the country. In Melbourne, you can be fairly anonymous, whereas if you're practicing in the country, you develop a pretty close tie to the community mm. and everyone sort of knows you and you might run into patients down the street. Yeah, absolutely. That's, that's definitely the case. And that can be, some people will view that as a positive, um, some as a negative or a bit of both. I think it definitely gives your patients and their families a little bit more trust in you when they know that they're, you're someone that they see around the community as well. I haven't had many situations where people have come up and asked about particular rashes on their arms or anything like that, um, which I know some people talk about. But I think that sense of community, uh, and even from a public health perspective, which is very important in paediatrics, the, the sense of community really helps sort of the, the relationship. Have you found a difference in the experience that patients have in the city compared to uh, perhaps a country health service? For a lot of our patients that are in the country, a number of the children with chronic conditions that might need to see subspecialists will have to come up to the city. And that can be a huge experience and a huge ordeal for them. They have to find transport to one of the big hospitals. They've got to find and pay for parking, which can be quite expensive. And then they're in a huge hospital with you know, hundreds of people walking around, not sure exactly where to go. And so I think it can be quite an intimidating experience for them. And I from my perspective, I work in those tertiary hospitals as well, so I think it's something to remember when these people come in and they come for a, an appointment in the city that they've travelled a long way and even though it might only be sort of 15 minutes of your time, you've got to realise that this is their whole day and this is what they've, they're, they're waiting for. Have you found that studying and placement experience in a more generalised setting has prepared you a little bit more for getting out practicing on your own and you know working mm. as a registrar absolutely from my perspective i've spent i've been quite lucky in in my first three years of training so which is the basic training for pediatrics i spent all up a total of 12 months down in geelong in that regional service and from my perspective being there for so much time a huge advantage for me in regards to my improvement clinically but also that was just before the written and the clinical exams and I credit the team down at Geelong was as the reason why I managed to get through those it's a very stressful time but to be preparing for the clinical exams and have access to a dozen or more consultants who are always willing to help and also looking out for patients that that you can see as uh, practice cases was so valuable and having feedback from the same people time and time again where they could see whether you're improving on what what you needed to work on was super valuable and uh, it's definitely something that I think is uh, something that everyone should try and do. 
what was the studying experience with Monash Rural Health like? Yeah, it was good. I think one of the strong points about being in that rural cohort is you're with a bunch of medical students that all go up to Bendigo or Mildura or wherever it is rurally together and you live with them, uh, you get to know them quite well, you become very close friends with them uh, and it also means that you can organised to study with them. You've always got people to bounce ideas off, whether it's to do with study or whether it's just to talk about the stresses of study because it is a stressful course as well. So I think that the community aspect of the medical students and even the clinical school who you get to you see every day and get to know really well is a huge, another huge positive for rural health. One of the positives that I've seen in rural areas is that even if you do general paediatrics, you can still have an interest area and having those interest areas, whether it be infectious diseases or neonates or anything like that, makes the whole team work quite well together because you've got different people with different interests that's just a little bit above the general paediatric level, not at the subspecialist level, but it helps the team work and also helps the community as well. So there's that. The difficult thing can be balancing life in regards to everything outside of medicine. I would love to get back to the country as soon as possible. I know that I've got to spend a, um, a certain amount of time in the city to make sure that I've experienced what I can experience here and then get, get back and learn from paediatricians across the state. But there are other, <laughs> other factors as well and so um, we've always got to factor in jobs of uh, partners and, and those sorts of things too. The doctor-patient dynamic in paediatrics would be fundamentally different to any other specialty. What's your experience been like getting to really develop that really different bedside manner? I think it's really fun. It's one of the things I enjoy about paediatrics. With children, uh, when you're talking to them, um, taking a history or examining them, it becomes a bit of a game because unlike adults, they won't always do exactly what you tell them. And so it, it can be a, a bit of fun trying them, get, getting them to do various bits and pieces through the examination. But you also get to build a good rapport with the children but, and their families as well, uh, which I think makes the whole experience more, more valuable. It's not just a one-on-one uh, interaction. It's, one on, well, it's a whole family, a whole health team. Everyone's in it together. And I think having that whole sort of medical team and the whole family and everyone working for the child to try and help improve things when it works out it it makes it even more enjoyable like most specialties there's an unfilled demand for pediatricians in regional areas this isn't just for entry-level doctors though it's across the board dr joel ziffer is the head of pediatrics at bendigo health He says the opportunities to find appointments and senior positions, like the one he's in now, are much more accessible in regional health services. There was a bit of a hospital restructure and my my former boss is still my boss. He's he's moved up and so there was an opening and I applied and I luckily successful. But for careers in in the country, the the chance to um, progress reasonably quickly is is a real bonus. A lot of my friends who are... um, Consultant paediatricians in the city are still don't actually have a, a public appointment and they're doing locum work or private work or, you know, maternity cover and things like that. And whereas in the country I came luckily enough to get a public appointment and then an opening came up and I'm the head of the unit, which is 
a fantastic opportunity. How does the training that you've had here over the years compare to perhaps some of your colleagues in Melbourne? So I guess paediatric training is somewhat constrained at the moment um, by the requirements of the college, which is of your advanced training, you can only do a year and a half of your three years in the country. There are places, and I, I went to Darwin for a year, where that is slightly different and similar with Geelong because they're considered big enough that they can qualify for other requirements. I guess yeah, early in my career I always wanted to return to the country so I was always mindful of the rotations I was doing to make sure that they would be relevant for a general paediatrician in a regional area. The experience in in a regional setting such as Bendigo or a lot of other places like Ballarat or Wangaratta and stuff is you get a lot more autonomy than when you're in the city and that is a a really great thing. Royal Children's is a fantastic institution but you are the most junior of usually there's seven people above you so quite often you get stuck with uh, some bureaucratic work whereas in the country we expect and I think a lot of our registrars enjoy and I definitely did is you actually get a bit more freedom to treat patients do procedures make management plans and still in a supported environment by a consultant um, not with a consultant constantly looking over your shoulder and changing everything what about in terms of the training it's fairly centralized but the healthcare in pediatrics is that fairly decentralized it is reasonably decentralized except all the subspecialties are based at the children's or Monash children's. And that's because we don't have, paediatrics doesn't have the same needs as the adult population for a thousand gastroenterologists. <laughs> we only have a, a smaller need for some of these subspecialties and most paediatric care is done by a general paediatrician. And so, yeah, most of it is decentralised. But for some of those rarer conditions needing a a subspecialist, um, like a, a paediatric cardiologist, then they are usually based at the children's and that's because they do need quite complex care and they, there needs to be a centralised team. There's just not the need that can be decentralised. And what's the support like from the children's and Monash children's when you find cases that perhaps stretch the capabilities of Bendigo Health or something that's a little bit challenging for your own skill set? Look, we, we get excellent support from our subspecialty colleagues and there's very well-defined ways that it's managed. We have a fantastic emergency retrieval service that also provide advice and they will, if they need a subspecialty, get them on the phone. So I, I think that's actually there's excellent collaboration. So we... It regularly happens that we need a subspecialty colleague, a cardiologist or a neurologist, and they will, they're accessible, you know, either if we can manage it speaking to them, but if we also need to transfer, then there's, there's clear mechanisms for that or refer to their outpatients. And I think that's a real benefit in paediatrics. There's a strong focus on the patient and the children's and Monash children's have that focus too. So we worked well together. What are some of the other things that you're looking for in paediatricians that might be looking to practice regionally? So we are quite often the most experienced person to arrive and the area where that's most acute is in neonates. So anyone moving to the or wanting to move regionally as a paediatrician needs to have good skills dealing with neonatal emergencies. And that's something that for all the paediatricians who work here, they've all usually done 
extra above their minimum requirements to make sure that they've got that experience. What's the impact on health outcomes for the patient having a local paediatrician here in Bendigo with all the surrounding areas having to come to Bendigo rather than Melbourne? I, I think there's a huge impact and I think it's probably unrecognised in health. We all know that separating families from their community it leads to poorer outcomes. You know, As we've discussed, we work really well with the children's and other the, the tertiary units down in Melbourne, but they recognise as well it's better to care for a child with their family in their community or at least as close as possible to their community. As a local paediatrician, we understand, you know, the local services that are available, whereas someone in Melbourne is going to be unable to work out where to access or who to speak to in Bendigo or Swan Hill or Echuca to get the support that these children need. One of the real benefits of working in the country is it's smaller. I, I know a significant number of almost all of the paediatric allied health who work you know, outside of the hospital and a significant number who work in. I know the names and numbers and contact details for the developmental schools and, and things like that because we, we work in a smaller, we, we have a smaller population, a larger area to cover, but it's easier to pick up the phone when, and speak to someone when you know them. Where do you see paediatrics headed here in regional Victoria? I think we will continue to grow and also our capacity of what we're able to, families that we're able to keep in Bendigo will only increase with time um, and greater capability so that we'll have less and less patients that we need to send down to Melbourne. We'll have greater capacity in our nursery, we'll have greater capacity in our ICU to care for children. If you're looking at getting into paediatrics, perhaps in regional Victoria, is there any advice you would give to someone that was in that position? I'd strongly suggest trying to do a paediatric rotation if you can, um, as that will give you some experience. And also, currently the only way through uh, into the training program in Victoria is through the Children's Monash Children's. And as such, having more paediatric experience is going to make you more likely to get onto the training program. Yeah, cool. And the and regional rotations they would they would make you kind of more prepared to to get out into the workforce, whether it is in regional Victoria or even in Melbourne. Absolutely. I mean, so doing country rotations, if you want to be a country general paediatrician, is the best idea. It's how you make networks. It's also how you get the experience that's relevant to where you want to practice. The rural training opportunities for junior paediatricians have grown substantially in the past decade. This is something that Associate Professor Michael Nowotny has been working towards. Dr Nowotny is a paediatrician in Warrigal. He's also the director of the Gippsland Regional Training Hub and trains young doctors as the clinical lead of paediatrics at West Gippsland Healthcare. Up until 2012 uh, in Victoria and in other states it's, it's probably has been a bit easier. They, in states like Queensland and New South Wales where they have uh, regional networks, where they, they have a tertiary hospital linked to sub-regional hospitals and then regional hospitals as part of a, a network. In Victoria, it's been very different to that and the current state government is looking at 
that kind of model longer term. So up until 2012, there were no rural rotations for basic training in Victoria at all. And I was involved in a committee to try and set up some uh, rural and regional rotations for paediatrics, which were what are called secondment rotations. That means that they're, they're contracted through the tertiary hospital in Melbourne, but rotate out here for three months or six months at a time. And we've had a lot of trainees come through and, and have, in the same way as I did when I did three months of rural practice, have shown a great interest in potentially coming back to work in a regional area, having had that experience. So, so that was the first stage of exposure of uh, paediatric trainees in the program in Victoria to rural paediatrics. The next phase, which is what I'm working with in the in the regional training hub, is to try and increase availability of training opportunities in the regional areas, so that uh, you could spend up to two thirds of your basic training in a regional area. And uh, that's certainly, I'm working with the state government and a committee from uh, the tertiary hospitals currently on trying to develop that. It's possible to do up to, I would think, at least two thirds of your training in, so of the three years of basic training, you could do at least two years in a regional site. You couldn't probably do it all in one site. You would want to spread it off across a couple of sites to get a bit more diverse experience. But the experience that our trainees get uh, coming to Places like Warrigal or La Trobe, Traugan Hospital, uh, really outstanding experience. There's a huge uh, range of exposure, and they're very, the trainees that are a part of our program are, uh, they're very much valued because we only have relatively small teams. So uh, in, instead of being a member of a multi layered consultant down to very junior doctor team in, in a big hospital in Melbourne, you might just be one consultant, one registrar and, a, and, a, and an HMO who's the, the most junior member of the team, but all members work together to, to get great outcomes for the children. So everybody is valued and everybody is part of the team and, and, and certainly the, the junior members of the team have as much part to play as the senior members do because it's a small team. Would you be willing to share any stories of sort of patient care that that you've done over the years while you've been practicing in Gippsland? A lot of the the, the reward that you you get as a paediatrician is actually just the relationships you build with families. Unlike working in a a large city, you're working in a community that you're you're well known in. So your successes are well recognised but certainly any any blunders or mistakes are also well recognised. Thankfully, I haven't had too many of those, but but uh, but it is a wonderful experience to see children that you've been involved in, you know, a critically ill situation and walking into into them in the supermarket and while you're doing your shopping or on the sporting field and seeing how well they're doing. That's a very re- rewarding part of being a regional clinician. Um, but it, it does mean that you feel perhaps you're less... Uh, your privacy is less uh, less protected than it would be. The anonymity of the city does protect your privacy a lot more. But I, I don't mind, and, and certainly I think it's a, it's a privilege being involved with the families here. You know, one of the m- most exciting things, I, I suppose, at my stage of my career, it's a bit sobering, I must admit, but to, to see that the, the children that I looked after when I first arrived here are now having children of their own, and they're bringing their children to see me. And that is, you know, quite an exciting transition I guess it tells me that I'm at a more mature stage of my career but but I think it's a, it is very it's an honor where people would do that they would think that their care was good enough that they bring their own child which is very precious to them to see me so I think that's a really exciting thing building that rapport and trust must really shape the the level of care that you can provide to children particularly 
Well, you have a unique knowledge of the community. I think that's one of the things in a, in, in a regional community. You're known, you know the families, uh, you know the networks, you know the, the support systems that are in place very well. Uh, and I suppose one of the benefits of being in a small community is you, you, you're very much involved in a regional team. It's a very team-based so that we work with our allied health colleagues, we work with the other medical professionals in the hospital, we work with it closely with our obstetric and gynaecology colleagues because of the neonatal work we do, which is with the small babies. Uh, and it's a very much a, a very uh, collegiate and very rewarding way of working. And everybody respects everybody else, and there's a very positive working environment, particularly in our hospital here. West Gippsland Healthcare has got a beautiful, it's a pretty old hospital, but it's got a really lovely collegiate feel and a very much a teamwork approach in the hospital. Thanks to our guests for taking the time to discuss their work, and thank you for listening. You can find out more about the study and training opportunities in paediatrics across regional Victoria by visiting monash.edu forward slash medicine forward slash SRH. This episode was part of a series of conversations with doctors in regional Victoria. There's more episodes, including an episode about intensive care medicine, looking at the different ICUs around regional Victoria. Find us on your podcast app of choice. And if you're enjoying the series so far, give us a five-star rating too. It helps us reach more people looking at a career in rural medicine. The Northwest Victoria and Gippsland Regional Training Hubs have commissioned this podcast to help medical students and junior doctors learn more about training and practicing medicine in regional Australia. There are hubs all across the country. To find out where your nearest regional training hub is, visit the link in the episode show notes or just search regional training hubs. And finally, this podcast was brought to you by Monash Rural Health, presented by Patrick Laverick, that's me, and it was made possible by funding from the Rural Health Multidisciplinary Training Program at the Commonwealth Department of Health. Music